Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast downloaded over three-quarters of a million times in over 160 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage, coming to you from Ngunnawal and Ngambri country. This is episode 261 of the Australian Hiker Podcast. And in this week's episode, we talk about hiking food and use-by dates. We hope you enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice so that each episode is available as soon as it's published. And if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. For most of us, the concept of use-by-date or best-before dates are fairly common terms when we're thinking about going food shopping. But most of you who have been hiking for a while will be aware that commercial outdoor foods also come with these labels. As a keen hiker, I always take advantage of sales on freeze-dry food and will always stock up because I like to have around about 6 to 10 meals in the cupboard just in case I decide to go for a spur-at-the-moment hike. Now, in 2020, when the COVID pandemic hit, I, along with probably everyone else, wasn't really sure of how things were going to pan out. So I stocked up on freeze-dried food, just in case I couldn't get out of the shops. (laughs) (laughs) Cauliflower and pea dal was not a good thing for being uh, isolated, let me tell you. (laughs) So... While I, while I do hike and camp on a regular basis, I didn't use all the meals, and this has resulted in a number of them going beyond their best before date. And in fact, as this podcast goes to air, the oldest of my meals prior to doing this podcast was beyond its use-by date or best before date uh, for four years, and the others ranging down to probably around about 17 months beyond their best before date. So are these labels just cautionary recommendations or can you ignore them and keep on eating? And this is what this podcast is about. Uh, I had always assumed that you can just keep on eating and they'll be fine. I didn't. Um, (laughs) um, But, uh, you know, and and, and in the past I've always eaten meals that have been, you know, a number of months or six months beyond the best before date. Uh, but never before had I eaten things that had been four years beyond that sort of date. So we decided to give them a bit of a taste test to see how they'd pan out. Now, first up, let's look at some definitions. Uh, Now, this is in relation to Food Standards Australia, uh, which is a government organisation, and this is what they define as key terms for meals. So used by date are foods that must be eaten before a certain time for health and safety reasons, and they're marked with a used by date. And probably a good indication of that is, you know, if you go to the shop and think of meat, uh, it tends to have a used by date. Uh, yeah, or milk, it tends to have a used by date on it. Now, this means the foods shouldn't be eaten after the used by date, and they also can't be legally sold after this date because they may pose a health or a safety risk. More commonly is the best before date, and this is often the one that tends to apply for hiking food. Uh, 
now, best before date means you can still eat the food for a while after the best before date, as they should still be safe, but they may have lost some quality uh, or texture. Foods that have a best before date can be legally sold after that date, providing it's fit for human consumption. Now, I'm not quite sure what that means, how, <laughs> how, how you determine it's not fit for human consumption. Until someone eats it and gets sick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or whether, or whether they're whether they're talking about pet food, I don't know. We're more concerned probably with best before dates. Now, one thing the, uh, the Food Standards Australia did actually uh, identify was foods that have a shelf life of two years or longer, and they give it an example here, some canned foods, do not need to be labelled with a best before date. So if you think about most freeze-dried foods on the market, pretty much they all come with best before dates and they all typically come with best before dates that are around about two years in length. And there are some exceptions we'll talk about later on. So as I said, we tried as part of this taste test six different meals ranging from this is all best before date. So the oldest one was the 6th of May 2019, which is just a tiny bit over four years beyond its best before date. Uh, I then had another one at April 2020, another one which was July 2020, two which was, uh, uh, in fact, actually three which were February 2020, uh, but different brands and different meals. So as I said, oldest one being four years beyond the best before date and the youngest one, or the youngest of them being 17 months before. So we basically just sat down one evening and basically prepared six meals on the assumption that we weren't going to eat all six meals. Uh, and in all honesty, we thought, okay, enough's enough. You know, really, we, uh, we need to clear these old ones out. And in fact, I'd actually put them aside to do this podcast and to write a written version of this uh, podcast as an article just to see how they'd test out. Now, the testing process pretty much started like you would preparing any freeze-dried food. So first step was really uh, opening up the packets and seeing what they looked like. And even before you do that, if you are used to using freeze-dried food, and if you've got a packet of freeze-dried food at home, give it a shake and it'll sound like you've got dry, shaking chips or nuts or something inside a packet. It sounds it sounds dry and it sounds nice and light. And it, and it sounds even. I think that's the other thing. It's not sort of um, uneven in how it moves around in the packet. Now, every so often, and I have had this happen over the years, you shake a packet and it sounds, and also feels, you know, if you can, you can feel it through the packet itself, it feels like plump toasted muesli, and it sounds a bit like toasted muesli, you know, that, that clumpy sort of thing you get in a muesli packet. Not a good sound for freeze-dried food, and in fact, when I've gone through and taste-tested these meals, they've been off. Uh, you put water in them, they don't absorb moisture because they've already done that, uh, and which is why they're now clumpy, uh, and they just don't taste very good. Um, so, you know, that's probably the first thing to look for. If it, if it feels heavy, you know, most freeze-dried meals you know, are roughly between 90 and sort of 180 grams in most cases. So if it feels heavy, if it feels clumpy, you know that it's had it and probably wouldn't even bother trying it, probably just throw them straight away. I don't get them that often, uh, and there are reasons why that does occur, which we'll talk about in a, in a few minutes. 
but yeah, once they get to that stage, don't even bother trying to see what they taste like. Just throw them out. Next step, uh, as you would do normally, is to add boiling water. Now, I will always add slightly less water than is recommended uh, because you might find that you want the texture a bit firmer than, the, than recommended by the manufacturers. That's a personal choice. Uh, and if you add too much uh, and it ends up being a bit too soupy for your tastes, you can't really get the water out. Yes, you can sort of try and drain it out, but it really doesn't work that well. From there, I let it sit for around about six minutes uh, and then went through and checked the consistency. And this was one of the first surprises for me that I, I hadn't really thought about, that all six of these meals needed much more water than I would normally add to a freeze-dried meal. Yeah, that surprised me, actually, because, uh, you know, we did add uh, close to the correct amount of water and then... You know, after six minutes or so, clearly there wasn't enough um, water to reabsorb, so we had to add more, and and it was much more. Yeah, it, you know, some of the meals were recommending three hundred uh, mils of water, and I think we're I think we were adding anything up to about four hundred and fifty mils, which is is surprising. Mm. So once we got the water sorted out and got the consistency right, uh, then it came down to the taste testing. Uh, and this was the other big surprise for us as well. Now, before we talk about taste, the meals looked okay. They looked like they were supposed to, uh, so they didn't look like they were off, and that's probably a good indication that, that they are edible. But then we came on to the tasting side of things, and we had out of the six meals, we had three meals that were what you'd class as spicy and three meals that were bland. Now, most manufacturers of freeze-dried food will make the majority of their food on the bland side because what they've found is that, again, you can always happily eat bland food, but if you've got food that's too spicy and you don't like it, you're stuck with it. You can't do much about it. And also, uh, if you're hiking in altitude, um, then the spiciness of the food kicks up um, with altitude. So... Even if you do like spicy food um, and you're at high altitude, it might be way, way, way too much. So your bland food will become a little bit more interesting <laughs> as you go to altitude. Maybe that's the, that's the solution for bland food. <laughs> so overall with the six meals, the three spicy and the three bland, um, we found, again, uh, something that really did surprise us. The spicy meals were much spicier than they were if I had opened up a new packet. And in fact, one of the brands or one of the, the ranges of food is one of my favourite meals. I eat it all the time. And there was a noticeable kick up in spice. Yeah, it was more, really more, different, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, and now I'm a spice lover. I do love spicy food. I find I like spicy food to a level that most people find it. They just can't eat it. Uh, but uh, it's not always the way. I like a bit of spice when I'm hiking without being too heavy. But I just found all three of the spicy meals, two which were the same meal and one which was a separate spicy meal, that the spice level had kicked up. Uh, and again, I don't know why that is. You know, there wasn't as any spices have been added to the packet. You know, it was the same amount that was put in there. And also that the fact that we'd put in more water, which, you know, you would have thought would have worked against the the spiciness at least a little bit. But it was a really interesting thing. There was... Um, 
One in particular, it was like, whoa, this is way more spicy than it normally is. Yeah, and, and it really was noticeable. I mean, you know, it was bordering on being probably a bit bit on the too spicy side from my, my spice-loving taste. Particularly if we'd gone to altitude. Yeah. <laughs> on the reverse side, the three blander meals, which were traditionally bland when, when you would eat them normally, were much more bland. Um, yeah, and again, they were edible. The texture was okay. The taste was fine, but it was almost like the taste had disappeared. Uh, so you were eating mush, for want of a, a better term, without a lot of taste and flavour to it. Yeah, look, uh, it, it, it wasn't indistinguishable, um, but it was definitely, you know, noticeable. It was definitely noticeably milder, blander, more uninteresting than it normally is. Now, we've been talking specifically about freeze-dried food here and really, you know, if you're going to keep a meal for four years past its best before date, you are talking about freeze-dried food. If you go through and make your own food and dehydrate it at home, it is not going to last in the cupboard for four or five or six years. It's just not going to happen. And you will notice that clumping as well. That it'll be, no matter how well you store it, you will find that it'll start to absorb moisture and start to clump. From a, a hiking perspective, we really are talking freeze-dried meals here. And to get the best out of freeze-dried food, there are a number of things that you can do to ensure that at least you can get as long as possible life out of things. Now, first up, the average freeze-dried meal in the hiking and outdoor market has a shelf life of around two years. Having said that, there's a new range on the market from Camper's Pantry called the Expedition Range, which is a freeze-dried range that's been flushed with nitrogen and vacuum sealed. Uh, and that has a five-year best before date. And if you go to the written version of the show note, we uh, show you some photos of what that is. That's not the range that we um, tested, though. Let me just say that. So we were testing those freeze-dried meals that had about a two-year lifespan. So certainly if you plan on stocking up and storing food for long periods, going for something which has got a much longer lifespan is going to be a big bonus. The other thing that can cause problems is if you get a hole in the packet. And this is where I was talking about before where the the meals get clumpy and go you know, almost look like uh, toasted muesli. That's what happens when you get a tiny hole in the packet and moisture starts getting in. And it might do it very slowly over an extended period. But what then happens is the food absorbs the moisture uh, it virtually rehydrates very slowly and goes clumpy, which means when you try to add water to it, it just doesn't rehydrate any further and just doesn't taste very good because pretty much it's gone off. Now, there's a couple of ways you can get holes into these packets. Uh, as I said, I have had packets like that every so often, probably one a year for the last three or four years. Uh, and again, it's always the older packets. Now, usually it's because... The packets have been stored roughly. You know, they've been stuffed into a small container uh, and developed a sharp edge, uh, and you end up with a tiny, minute hole as a result. You've been a bit rough with it when you've been packing it, and, or else it's come into, a, into contact with a sharp implement of some sort. So really, when you're dealing with freeze-dried meals, um, there's a couple of ways that I like to store them. One is lying flat. But typically, they'll for me, they sit in the bottom of a, one of my kitchen cupboards, uh, which is dedicated to mainly hiking food, and they stand them up. So they're, 
they're almost a bit like books in some respects. They're, standard, they're standing up in a row. They're not jammed in there and they're not, not crushed against each other or the, the packet hasn't been screwed up. I was just interested in hearing you say that you store them in the in the kitchen standing up, but, you know. <laughs> it, it sounds like a good story, Tim. <laughs> it is, it is. So as a result of that, I mean, I, I do have personal preferences of meals. Sometimes I feel like a particular meal, uh, I want a, a meat-based meal or a vegetarian meal or a I feel like a Mexican meal, and that's what I'll tend to grab. And I always tend to gravitate towards my favourite meals, if you like. But having said that, I will also try to, where possible, store my meals in uh, order of use-by date. So I'm always using the oldest ones first. But again, that's got to balance against what I feel like and also the size. So I've got single-serve meals and we've got double-serve meals. So... When we're out hiking as a couple, we'll tend to carry the double serves. When I'm hiking solo, usually I'll, t- I'll deal with the single serves. So I might be grabbing the oldest of the single serves or the oldest of the double serves. But if I'm, we don't go hiking as a couple for quite a while, the, the double serves will just sit there for longer periods. So when I do say I like to have six to ten meals in the cupboard, my preference is to have six to ten single-serve meals and, and just a few handful of uh, the double-serves. Uh, and again, that will cover us or cater for us in most cases. All right, so from our perspective, really, as I said, this was a bit of a trial and error thing. I thought we can either throw these things away because they're out of date by four years. Or the uh, best... Best before oh, date. Yeah, their best before date. Or we can try, test them and see how they went. Now, I'm glad I did it at home uh, rather than out on travel. <laughs> uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend taking a whole batch of well and truly out-of-date meals on a, a week-long camping trip if that's all you've got. But certainly they are edible. That wasn't a problem. Uh, and as I said, the spicier meals were more spicy. The blander meals were more bland. And if you do come across those meals that sound feel a bit heady and the consistency is not there, again, definitely throw them away. So final thing to say here is just because a meal is beyond its best by date, don't throw them out just because of that. But I probably would be saying, yeah, there is a, a limit to how long you want to keep them for. And I'd probably say, in all honesty, maybe keep them for, say, 12 months beyond their best best by date to be on the safe side. And if you aren't a spice lover, avoid the spicy meals, but they're probably going to be too spicy for you. If you do like a bit of flavour and taste and a bit of spice, the blander meals are probably going to be uh, a bit tasteless for your taste. Yeah, and, and just remember the thing to do is grab the older packets first. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed this Adventure in outdoor meals. <laughs> outdoor meals indoors. <laughs> outdoor meals indoors. Um, and again, have a look through your cupboard, see what you need to get rid of and use sooner rather than later uh, to get the best out of these meals. That's all for this week. We hope you've enjoyed. Bye for now. And bye from me. <laughs>